Hello, and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. In the next few minutes, let's take time to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. We hope this message will lead you to know Him better and help you develop a love for His Word. Good morning. It's so great to be back with you again. As I've said every morning, I love the Philippines. I think I said the first morning that I first came to the Philippines when I was 22 years old. Um, I'll be, I'm 66 now, I'll be 67 soon. Lived in the island of Mindanao for almost a year. First nation I really preached in outside the United States. Such a joy to be with you. This is the third part of a three-part message which I have entitled The Syrian Chronicles. I know it's hard in the Philippines right now. You face another lockdown. feel trapped in your home. You wonder how many more variants are coming. What's it going to take? You know, here in your Every Nation family, we work in 81 nations. We have churches in 81, and we work in more than that. And these feelings are shared by your brothers and sisters around the world. What would God say to us? I want to bring you back to a time in Israel that was even far darker than our own. As I've said, Israel went through a civil war. Judah and roughly a half tribe, they formed a nation. The other ten and a half tribes, roughly ten and a half, depends how you look at it, they formed their own nation. Their capital was Samaria. They were in trouble. Elisha had been a young businessman who Elijah had trained to be a prophet. He'd lost his mentor a few years before. It was so bad when Elijah prayed, I feel like I'm the only non-Baal worshiper in the nation. The good news was he wasn't the only one. The bad news was there were 7,000. Imagine the Philippines with 7,000 Christians. Imagine the Philippines with almost no church. And so we come now in 2 Kings 6, beginning in verse 24, and the story goes, into chapter 7, Ben-Hadad, the king of the Syrian army, mustered his whole army, and now they'd besieged Samaria. The economy was terrible. It says here that you could buy, a, if you wanted to buy a donkey's head to eat, it would cost you 30 pounds of silver. If you wanted, like, to have dove dung, just like a liter of dove dung, Cost you two and a half pounds of silver. Starvation was rampant. The economy was destroyed. In fact, as you read on, cannibalism was breaking out. The king himself, I might add here in this story, a really a wicked man, probably an idol worshiper himself at times, yet as many leaders kind of turns to God in time of crisis. You find later that under all his royal robes, there was a hair shirt. That means he was in penis. I'll tell you, there's a lot of leaders in the Philippines wearing a hair shirt right now. They're crying out. They're afraid. They wonder about the economy. When you look at this story, economic recovery seems impossible. <clears throat> we all know the Philippines has had an amazing economy leading up to this pandemic. Filipinos are all around the world incredible reputations wherever they are. Your economy was just rolling. Now, what might happen? Will the economy recover? Is it possible? The king is walking the streets of this city. 
Some woman said, it's just not fair. He goes, what's wrong? They go, we ate my little boy today, and now my neighbor won't give up her child. The king is broken. He wants to blame Elisha for it all. This prophet did this. He got it in trouble. And all of a sudden, it's really profound here. He sends a messenger to Elisha to rebuke him. And Elisha said to the elders, listen to me, he said, the king is going to send a messenger. I want you to shut the door. I want you to lock it. And when that messenger knocks at the door, don't let him in. Because if you respond to that message and open the door, they'll kill me. The messenger's knocking at the door saying over and over, this troubles from God. God has brought it on us. The king said, why should I serve God any longer? May I tell you, when you look at the story of the prophets, they're always talking about shutting the door. May I tell you, this is a good time to keep your heart shut to the lies of the enemy. To keep your heart shut, your mind shut to the enemy's lies that says, there's no hope. Why serve God? The Filipino economy will never recover. And here is what Elisha said. He said, Hear the word of the Lord. In 24 hours, there'll be an economic turnaround. No one believed it. He said, in 24 hours, I'm going to save the economy. In 24 hours, though we've been besieged, though there's been cannibalism, though there's been starving, God himself will turn the economy. One of the great leaders of the government of Israel said this, even if the windows of heaven opened, even if God was to open all the windows of heaven, this word is false. There's no way this economy is going to turn around in 24 hours. There's no way the economy is ever going to bounce back. No one believed the word. Now I'm going to tell you right now, no, the Filipino economy is not going to turn in 24 hours, but your economy will bounce back. You look back and realize, I thought the economy was gone forever. Now it's stronger than ever before. I don't want you to buy in the lie that this is the end of the good time in the Philippines. Don't buy in the lie that there's no answer. God is not done with your great nation yet. The same God in this passage for a wicked nation, a nation forgotten God, Unlike the Philippines, where there's millions of God-fearing, God-seeing, God-loving people praying. If God could turn the economy of Samaria, the economy of a besieged city, what might he do in the Philippines by the word of the Lord? And let me give you the word of the Lord for the Philippines. Oh no, your greatest days are not gone, they are ahead. God will turn your economy he will open the windows of heaven. No, not 24 hours. I don't tell you the time. You look back and realize God's word was true. You must close your heart against the message of the enemy. You must close your heart against his lies coming to you. God has a plan. They woke up the next day and there were some lepers. The most marginalized in society. Lepers had no name. That is, they were unclean. No one would let them in the city. They finally thought, well, the 
If we get in the city and they let us say we're going to starve, we might as well surrender to the Syrians. Anything's better than starving. They go to the camp of the Syrians. There are no Syrians there. The Bible says that God let the Syrian army hear the sound of a great army coming against him. What was that army? The very army army that had protected Elisha that we talked about yesterday. They allowed them to hear the army of heaven. And I want you to understand, God is at work. Though you don't see it, there will come a sound from heaven. The whole Syrian army left. They left all their supplies, all their resources, all their food, all their money, everything Samaria and Israel needed for an economic rebound. The lepers were celebrating, eating, feeding. That's all that they realized. Wait a minute. This is a moment of good news. We can't hoard this message to ourselves. There's a whole city starving. We've got to go to the gates and tell them. We've got to go to the gates and tell them that God has moved, that the Syrians are gone, that things are on the rebound. Those lepers, the most marginalized, hated in society, stood at the walls and said, the Syrian army is gone. There's all the food you need, all the gold you need, all the silver you need. King didn't believe it. He sent out a couple of men to look. They brought back the report they're gone. Within 24 hours, the economy turned around. Within 24 hours, the siege was broken. Within 24 hours, the quarantines, the lockdowns were lifted. And the very man that had said this cannot happen was run over by the crowd running to buy the food because inflation was gone. May I tell you, there's a miracle in the making for the Philippines. Yes, it's spiritual. Yes, God is going to touch people all over your nation. Yes, underneath the veneer of power, many of your leaders, if you will, like this king had a hair shirt. They're trying to repent. They're wondering what to do. They're afraid. You look back on this day and realize, even in the darkness, God was at work. You look back on this day and realize, even in the midst of pandemic, God did not forget us. He was saving people, touching people, moving on people, blessing people. My beloved brothers and sisters, let's stop right here. There's a miracle in the making for your nation. The pandemic seemed to come from nowhere. In the end, it'll leave in the same way. Your economy will be healed. Watch what God does. His hands on that beloved nation. But what about you? The lepers had the good news of economic revival. But you've got greater news that Jesus can save, can heal, can touch a marriage, touch a family, touch a body. The leper said, this is a day of good news. Should we keep it for ourselves? 
May I tell you the greatest news in history will not be the end of this pandemic. The greatest news in history will not be the rebound of the Filipino economy. The greatest news in history is that God's only begotten Son came to the earth, died for our sins, that we might find life as we accept Him as Savior and Lord. Take heart. In the darkness, my Jesus is moving. Take heart, but don't open the door of your mind. Don't open the door of your heart to the enemy's lies. God's at work, and you've been given the good news. The greatest news ever given to the world is yours. I know the thought of being locked down again is almost unbearable. Thought of kind of being trapped in a home. And I tell you, Paul wrote his greatest letters chained between Praetorian guards. Like you, locked up in a house. Like you, no seeming freedom. What might God be doing in your lockup? In your lockdown? He'll take care of your economy. You keep the door shut to his lies. But he's given you good news. World-changing news. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for my Filipino brothers and sisters. Oh, God. The Roman government thought they'd lock down Paul and that'd be the end. And we got the prison epistles. I thank you. There'll be a great rebound, a boom in the Filipino economy. Oh, Lord, what will the new normal be? More people saved in the Philippines than we've ever seen. I pray you'd make them bearers of the good news. I pray they'd close their heart, close their mind to the enemy's lies. I bless them. I thank you for them. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives. We will sing. We will follow you. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives. We will sing. We will follow
thank you, Lord. And thank you again, Pastor Jim, for the past three days that you have refreshed our spirits and our souls with the Word of God. Let me bless you with a word and prayer in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. Now, now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good word and word. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. See you again. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.